1: Welcome back to the Selling from the Heart Podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine.
2: What's going Uh, on, Larry? Hey, we got all kinds of things going on. Always great to see you. I cannot wait to dive into this podcast today. Uh, We got Roderick Jefferson in the house.
1: You know it's going to be good. So many exciting things going on right now inside the Selling from the Heart community. And uh, Larry, this breakthrough sales leader retreat
2: coming up is going to be fantastic. It, you know, it is. And I always, I always like when I get together with you and Dave Sanderson's involved because you never know what's going to happen. We've been dreaming this up. Now it's become reality. October 20th, we're going to have a great time as we bring to you Selling from the Heart, Revenue Growth Engine, and Dave Sanderson all combined into one day. It's going to be great.
1: Unbelievable. It's going to be the mindset, the skill set, and the tool set you need to break through to the next level. This is perfect timing. It's coming October 20th, so it's just around the corner. Uh, but if you want to squeeze into this, just go to breakthroughsalesretreat.com, breakthroughsalesretreat.com. Get your ticket. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait. And I'm excited about this conversation today. Uh, we've got a good friend of Selling from the Heart, Roderick Jefferson, in the house, back for a repeat performance. <laughs> Roderick, welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast.
0: My man, it is uh, so good to be back. To
1: be
2: back. It's been it's, forever. Yeah, it is. It's always good to see Roderick. And by the way, I mean, Roderick and I first met, gosh, less than a year ago. It was last fall. I flew up. I'm in Southern California. He's in Northern California. And, and we hung out together and had dinner together with a near and dear friend of ours. Special shout out to Tim O'Hi. And it was great to actually meet somebody face to face, especially Roderick
0: Jefferson. <laughs> oh, stop it. I will agree on one part. <laughs> and it's, it is that It's crazy that you, quote unquote, get to know people virtually for so long. And then when you finally meet him, you're like, I feel like I've known you forever. Absolutely. And then I know Absolutely. what was going, I know what, and we'll get started here in a
2: second. I know what was going through Roderick's head. Damn, that boy is short because Roderick's, okay. a, cause Roderick's <laughs> a tall guy and I'm all of five foot six on a good day. And I'm like
0: going, this is not good. No, I'll keep it real. It was my first thought. I was like, wow, okay. I expect you to be taller. <laughs> okay, Daryl, I think oh, it's... Ohio <laughs> and I are both tall, guys. Yeah. You and Ohi are, are, are tall.
2: But, hey, Daryl, I think you need to kick this podcast off because it's going to go downhill real yeah. fast. Hey,
1: yeah. All right. <laughs> well, Roderick, you're no stranger to Selling from the Heart, so you know the question that every guest on the Selling from the Heart podcast answers, and that is, what does it mean to you to sell from the heart?
0: Well, first of all, fantastic question. And it has, as we talked about a little earlier, it's changed since the time we were here together. Mm-hmm. And due to special circumstances personally um i actually had a stroke a year ago mm. last october a pretty severe stroke that um lodged itself inside of my speech pattern lost the ability to talk and walk for a little while thankfully i'm about 90 percent back now and uh i'm feeling like a million bucks so what has changed is <sighs> so much it used to be really about you know, kind of getting to know people and building those relationships and having the conversations versus giving presentations. While those are all important, I think there's a secondary piece. Now it's more about the human kindness and the EQ and the ability to not just read people, but to treat people differently. I also look at two words very different and that is servant leadership, right? And, And that's something that gets tossed around a lot. To me, it means more about, the people that it does the actual process or the progress of growing them. It's getting to know people first and foremost, as people, I don't have BDRs. I don't have AEs. I don't have sales. I don't have sales consultants anymore. I have people whose roles happen to be that particular title. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting because by the way, I love what you said it. And, um, A lot of times, and Daryl and I have these conversations, Roderick, all the time, and we can wrap this up into like soft skills or fluffiness and things like that is, you know, especially when you hear selling from the heart, immediately, everyone goes fluff, right? Soft stuff. How's this going to help me drive more business? You know, how's this going to help me drive more sales in my client base, future clients and so forth. But we've always said soft skills yield hard dollars. And I love that you brought up the emotional part of this more and more has to be brought to the forefront on this, because especially what we've all been through, especially what you've been through, this is how we connect. We connect to people at a human heart-centric level if you wanna move the needle, especially in today's day and age.
0: And in sales and and also enablement, literally, we are people people. Our job is to make people bigger, faster, and stronger. And so now let's take it to looking at things like prospects and customers. How do we help? We're always talking about, you know, we got to go find pain or go manufacture pain. Back to the selling to the heart piece for me, let's get away from that mentality and think there are really two things that we can help our prospects and our customers do. And it's not about our products or our platforms or our solutions. It's we can either help them increase efficiency and productivity or decrease pain. And I don't care what you're selling. I don't care if it's umbrellas and flip flops, right? Think about that. If it's hot outside and I've got flip-flops, I can be more productive, right? If it's raining, it decreases the pain of getting wet from from the the rain or from the heat. Let's step back and say, what if we ask the one question that gets left out so often? We always talk about, you know, what are your company goals and, and criteria and what does success look like? But there's one question I've realized more and more over the years that more salespeople need to ask. And this is literally a from the heart kind of question. And Okay, lay it on us, lay it on us. That is, so Mr. and Mrs. Customer, by only working with us, what will you get out of this relationship? Will it get you out of the doghouse? Will it get you a bigger title? Will it get you promoted? Will it get you a bigger seat at at the table? If we don't ask that question, we're only finding out 50% of the equation.
1: Mm, Great question. I think that this is... You know, when you think about the people side of this, especially for our friends that are in B2B, we're so, so drilled at how to sell to the business outcomes, right? Whether that's pain, whether that's goals, whether that, whatever that is. But there's the personal side of this equation as well. And what are you going to get out of this personally, even in the, especially in the B2B context? And I think that's something that gets overlooked. I think you crushed it there. Thank you.
0: I just think that the, the, Years of the pandemic now have really shown how important people truly are in relationships, mm. and conversations, and, and making sure that we can no longer peanut butter and say, oh, you work in B2B? I know what this is like. You work in B2C? I know what you look like. Even by your ideal customer profile, your ICP mm-hmm. now, just because you're a CFO in, in one does not necessarily mean that it aligns horizontally. Get to know these people and find out what makes them tick. Make them not just your champion, but make them a partner with you.
2: Love it. Yeah, it's so good um, because I've always believed this, and I will stand by this until the test of time, is the more comfortable I can make somebody feel about me, the more comfortable they become. And when they become more comfortable with me and they're comfortable, they start sharing things that they're not sharing with other people. And that, that only happens when you pour yourself and you lean into somebody and you connect at a heart level and Absolutely. you set aside the great company you work for and you set aside the great products and services. That will come in time. But if I can't connect at that moment and make somebody feel comfortable, they're always going to keep their guard up.
0: Agreed. And, and you know the old adage that people buy from people. That has never been more true than today right and I, i'll take it one step further that before i can trust you i, I have to be comfortable with you mm. and comfort comes from the authentic honest conversation and the sharing collaboratively it's about you know clear and crisp and honest communication It's about then moving into the collaboration phase of working together. And then finally, it's the orchestration of helping each other to hit that success criteria on both sides.
1: Mm, Wow. As we were speaking before the show and, and uh, you were giving a window into this incredible journey that you've been on. And what a, what an amazing thing that you're here today with us. Just so cool. Uh, A lot of wisdom and, and you started uh, sharing with us some of the priorities that have shifted around, uh, well, the four Fs, can you unpack that for us a little bit?
0: Yeah. And and it comes through again, when I had the stroke and I came out and and it was literally touch and go to, I was about 24 hours away from not being here ever again, more or less having this conversation Mm. and what changed was my priorities. And they are now my four Fs. They are faith, family, friends, and fun. If it does not fall into one of those four categories, doesn't even hit my radar anymore and that goes not just personally but that i extend into my professional life as well awesome
2: i mean you you gotta can we unpack these you know (laughs) one by one i I would love i I would love just to you know as we think about this we understand the personal side of this but that's that's kind of roll this in roger if you'll allow us and just just roll into this is how can we apply this to our professional lives
0: well, I, I think from from the forest, and, and whether it's those or whatever it may be, I think it's important to first have a foundation that you stand on and that people know you for. And I don't mean your favorite hashtag or what you sell or even what you're you're doing. Right? I think it's about extending who you are into what you do now, and, and mm-hmm. even more and more, I'm seeing this. Uh, even, even on social media, on the platforms, used to be, remember LinkedIn used to be just about, here's what's going on, here's what I'm doing, here's my, my work world. I'm starting to see a bit more bleeding it. Now, it's still debatable whether or not that's the right platform, but I believe it is because if you don't feel comfortable with bringing your entire self to work, then it's just what you do. It's when you're able to bring the rest of you within reason, but let's be honest here, sure. right? Mm-hmm. When you're able to bring your full self into work, then it's no longer just what you do. It is who you are. And at the end of the day, if we sell anything, we both know the first thing you've got to sell is your likability, your integrity, your honesty.
1: I think that's powerful. And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm, this is confession time for me. And I've said this before on the podcast, but, so don't expect anything brand new here but I, for years <laughs> i really i think i was taught and i believed that it was important to put a firewall between my personal life and my business life and in the course of the last 5 years of hanging out with larry and some of the best thought leaders in in relationship selling i've become convinced that the opposite is true that what you're saying is absolutely right that when we get clear on who we are and we bring that to the table that statement that people buy from people they know, like, and trust actually comes to life because back when I was an empty suit, uh, as Larry likes to say, uh, I was just, a, I really was, it was a hollow, you know, I, I was looked fantastic, said the right things. Um, but you know, there was no people to buy from cause it was a corporate robot. And, and so this journey of, of self, um, awakening exploration all of that it seems like that really got accelerated in you um and my wish is that not everybody would go through a deep life crisis like can we figure out a way <laughs> yeah. to not have to have a stroke to get to to that i mean seriously though um you know what what would you say to our listeners in terms of how how could you take a journey that would at least help get you where you've gotten over the last year in the, in this to really connect with those faith. Let's see if I get faith, family, friends, and fun. Right. Right.
0: Well, what you yeah, do? again, it, it's first setting and, and realizing what you're really about and what do you want to stand for? Mm-hmm. And the second is just like with everything else being consistent. The, the third piece is for those that have families, look, we all work hard to prove, provide and protect the problem is the further that we move up the food chain the less we actually get a chance to spend time with them Mm -hmm. at least valuable time Mm -hmm. right the next piece is if you're going to do something and it's not fun why are you doing it life is too short and i realize life can be a lot shorter (laughs) than any of us thought or hoped it was going to be Mm -hmm. and so don't get to this point of burning yourself out or getting to a stroke before you have to go wait i'm going to make changes You've got an opportunity right now to reassess. Look at yourself in the mirror and go, what do I stand for? Who am I really? Who do I want the world to see? And what part of me am I afraid of? And that's the other thing. Because we've all got something in the dark closet that we put away. And you know what? I'm going to deal with that later. Whether it's I go through through some form of of faith piece or whether I go through counseling or whatever maybe that works for you. The more you keep that thing in the closet, the more it's going to inhibit you from really being and sharing and showing who you are.
2: Oh man, this is, this is this is so good. This is absolutely priceless stuff because we all go on journeys, right? You had to take a journey over this past year. I've I've always shared, you know, I'm I'm almost fifty eight years old. I've learned more about myself in my fifties than I did in my twenties, thirties, forties. Fifties are about
0: self actualization. Uh, ever been
2: absolutely but it required it requires you to do some work and i've i've always said daryl we always say it: it's selling from the heart is the inner work you do feels the outer success you're gonna have oh, and that, that and that journey to the heart is the hardest thing that we're gonna do but i well, will start tell you being
0: honest with yourself though larry and no, it's hard and to do that sometimes.
2: It, it, it's so hard because it's scary. It is scary stuff, right? I can insert some other words, but I'll just keep it. it's scary <laughs> yeah, stuff. Absolutely. It's scary stuff to uncover this. But here, here, here's where I'm going to challenge our listeners on and encourage them to really think about. If we take our approach to our personal lives, how we connect to our spouse, or our significant others, our close friends, people in our family, think about how we connect to them. Why is it that the minute we go out the door, whether that be the real front door or the virtual door, do we put on a different hat and then all of a sudden go, well, heck, you know, Roderick's the CFO at XYZ Company. Man, I can't bear my soul to that guy like I do my family or how I connect and all that. Again, we're keeping this within boundaries. Yeah. But, you know, I removed that a long time ago. And when I started to remove it, I started to see conversations and relationships and what I uncovered take a whole different meaning. And I think that's the whole context of where we're going with this is, you know, to know thyself is to value thyself. And we gotta be willing to dig in. We could dig in, you'll be surprised what happens and it's really not scary. It just requires one initial step, Roderick.
0: Yeah, it's I'd it, say, it, 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 I think there's, there's a couple of things. One, being honest with yourself and that's hard. And I realized when I was lying in the bed after my stroke, when you cannot run away from yourself, to touch every corner of your personality whether it's good bad or ugly you can't run from it it's just you there so please if if you can learn anything from me make and take that self-actualization seriously before you're in a position where you're stuck with just yourself wow the second piece is i believe that social media and it's going to be controversial i'll say it now social media has made all of us less social because what we do now is we have these quick IG conversations, right? Uh, or we have the quick Twitter conversations in, in X number of characters. And unfortunately, it becomes who we are and it bleeds in. And that becomes the kind of conversations we have at home. Mm-hmm. We give, which uh, let's date ourselves now. Um, <laughs> and we used to have Cliff Notes. Yep. Are we not mostly having Cliff Notes conversations now? It's time to expand the, that that old glossary and say let's get back to having conversations, and stop giving presentations. Uh-huh. Both oh. personally and professionally.
2: Okay. So, okay. So so everyone who's listening or watching these three beautiful faces on YouTube, think about what Roderick had just said. Because I'm a firm believer in all of this stuff. And I know all of our listeners are as well, that sales leaders, you want to see return on selling from the heart or return on these soft skills or fluffy skills, however you want to classify it, take this conversation to heart. I get fired up over this stuff, sorry. But I mean, this is real world stuff if you want to move the sales needle in today's day and age. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think it's funny, you know, we think about, I mean, there's that story about putting the, uh, you know, the, the millennial or the, the, in front of the desk phone, right? That's, uh, you know, (laughs) like, what do I do with this? Um, But the reality, and this is for all of us, I think we've lost the art of conversation in our society because of these little, and it is pseudo connection. um, And it's okay to use that text message to set a conversation up. But I mean, really, I think a good, how many conversations are you having in your life, not just in sales, just in your life with another human being? I mean, these are, these are gut level things that, and I think when it comes to sales enablement, and that's why I wanted to steer this because uh, you know, we've got the guru of sales enablement here on with us today. What, what can sales leaders and sales enablement professionals do from your perspective to help with this uh, relational deficit?
0: Well, let let me talk to my enablement practitioners first. Um, Get away from the peanut butter approach of one size fits all, because it doesn't anymore. Not just the company, but specifically, you have to have enablement that is role specific from day one, right? It's about making sure that the onboarding fits for that particular role. Um, in, In my book, Sales Enablement, I actually wrote an entire chapter even a 3.0 that is I wrote an entire chapter about how do you enable the roles differently of BDRs and I'll give you an example BDRs these kids are, are probably and I say kids because I've got 33 and 24 year old at home so I don't take that derogatorily at all um, but you you're bringing the, these young professionals in first or second job for think about college right you had four maybe six depending upon MBA um or beyond if you phd But let's talk undergrad. You had a syllabi from day one, so you knew what it was going to look like for the year. Then you had a cohort that you went freshman through senior year with. Not everyone made the the cut, but you went through a cohort. And then you had a blueprint for your four years of everything you had to take in order. Why do we not also indoctrinate BDRs and SDRs the same way? But yet we try and bring them and dip them into the full-blown stream of corporate America. Hmm. That's not how they think. That's not how they've been groomed. Adjust your onboarding to them, sales folks. You've got juniors, you've got seniors in sales, right? You've got the first timers, and you've got the old dogs. We've got to teach new tricks. Get them together more often and get them to share. Make that older the 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 bright shining star. But also make that newbie not the old young Padawan that I have to teach you everything. But you guys think differently. You've been groomed differently. You've had an iPad in your hand since you were 18 months old. Help (laughs) me now tech up on my side. Mm -hmm. The SEs. Now, what have they been for the longest? Demo jockeys. Oh, I'm the relationship guy in sales. We need something smart. Let me turn this over to my SE. Stop that make it a joint collaborative conversation with your prospect and your customer and make this on equal fit. The last is the back end of, of the house of customer success or client services. Why do we wait until the deal is closed to bring them in and they, they look like there's some white lab coat? <laughs> bring them in earlier, right? And make yeah. them again, back to being comfortable, make them a part of the the sales journey, the buyer's journey I'll say, and a part of the family early. So when I walk away, you still feel comfortable with this person because you already know them. You've been to a couple of rodeos and picnics with them as opposed to who's this new person. I thought that I knew you and we got to know each other. I've got to start all over again. Stop it. Look at things from the buyer's journey perspective of how, why and what people buy versus trying to shoehorn them into your sales stages, your sales process and overall your sales methodology. You stop that and you make that change your sales numbers will go through the roof as will the brand for your company.
1: Oh, love it Mike Drops. love it Roderick, uh, as you as you think about uh, this is a phenomenally awesome conversation today, but I'm just curious if you know we've got this global audience of selling from the heart sales mm-hmm. professionals that really buy in and believe uh, what we're talking about here that and likewise it's earned. Grow. Yeah, and want to grow deep, right? Um, what would you say? Uh, what would you say to encourage everybody right now? We're sitting on the edge of Q4 as this is coming out. Um, you know, what would you say? Again, a
0: phenomenal <laughs> question. <laughs> the first is, stop assuming if you have a um, headquarter in the Americas that the sun rises and sets on Americas, because it doesn't. Newsflash, right? Stop giving testimonials and giving customers to prospects about American baseball analogy when you're talking to a me or you're talking to JPEG. Mm. Make sure that you're adjusting that piece. And you want to endear yourself to your prospects, your customers, and the folks that are in your internal ecosystem. Here's a three-part question for you that I use on all my one-on-ones, on all of my team meetings, and when I'm talking to leaders especially goes this way. Do you want me to listen? Do you want me to coach? Or do you want me to fix? Let me say it again. Do you want me to coach, listen, or fix? And here's why. As leaders, we're natural fixers. That's not what's always needed though. So one thing is it makes you step back. And the second piece is it tells you the other person, not you, but the other part of the conversation, they're telling you what set of ears to put on, and you letting them know that by answering that, this conversation's all about you, not me. Mm.
2: Roderick always drops great, brilliant nuggets when he comes on the nuggets, podcast.
1: Man. Wow. We're so glad you're here. Roderick, how can our listeners get more Roderick Jefferson in their lives?
0: Well, I'd say first and foremost, <laughs> um, I, I've got a, I don't know that that's asking for a lot. <laughs> Beware what you're asking for <laughs> But in all seriousness, um, my book, Sales Enablement 3.0, you can find it Amazon, anywhere that you buy soft copies, hard copies, even the audiobooks. And as though you haven't listened to me drone on enough, yes, I did actually record the audiobook myself. That's awesome. when. So I'm on Twitter at the Voice of Rod. You can find me on Instagram, Roderick underscore J underscore Associates, or you can find me on LinkedIn. And I'm sure knowing these guys are pros. These will be in in the liner notes when this thing goes out. <laughs> right. That's
1: right. That's Roderick, uh, thank you. We're so glad you're here in so many ways. And uh, you're a true Selling from the Heart champion. We so appreciate you, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Roderick.
0: I am truly honored and humbled to be here. Anytime. I'd love to come back and see you again. Always
1: welcome. Awesome. Awesome. Always good to see Roderick. Ah, what a powerful conversation. And, um, you know, so, so many things from there. But, Larry, to me... Um, I just, it it just motivated me to want to do the deeper work, um, you know, and and this is a process, not a one time event. So many um, people in our community have gone through the self reflection journal, and people in the insiders group are doing the deep work. But, you know, to do that deep work proactively. Um and get to that point where you know who you are, you know your values around faith, family, friends, and fun. Love the alliteration, Roderick. That's my love language.
2: <laughs> I saw your uh, I saw your eyes when he was rolling that out. I mean, I it was I saw good,
1: that. but that it just that right there, Larry, to me is where I'm I'm leaving. on. I want to. It's time to get the journal out again and spend some time
2: uh, diving deep. Yeah, I've I've always uh, I'm a big believer, in, and thanks for sharing that, Daryl is. If we struggle, whether you're a sales leader, whether you're a sales professional, whether you're in sales enablement, it doesn't matter. If we have a hard time connecting to ourselves, we're going to have a hard time collecting to, connecting to, sorry about that, our clients and our future clients. Yeah. And, and if we avoid the deep connection and really get to know who we are, I think we're missing golden opportunities to connect with the people out there. Those are our clients and our future clients, the people that will help us drive business.
1: Yeah, I just heard the quote again this past weekend that 80% of leadership is self-leadership. And so as sales professionals, do the deep work, do the self-leadership. Um, as sales leaders, if you want to do some deep work, in all seriousness, come join us at the Breakthrough Sales Leader Retreat. And I know the uh, con- uh, the concept around developing an authentic sales culture that we're going to take deep dive into is going to be extremely powerful and so we encourage you come hang out with us October 20th in sunny Fort Worth, Texas, go to breakthrough and get your ticket. It's going to be fantastic. Larry, we've got a fantastic roster of guests coming up throughout this fall, all the way into Q4. I can't believe we're almost to Q4. Oh, I don't, don't, hey,
2: Dude, don't, don't even get me started. But all I'd say is we work hard on bringing really cool voices thought leaders and guests to the Selling from the Heart uh, podcast. And we sincerely appreciate you all listening and and watching. And if there's anybody you would ever like to see come on this podcast, all you got to do is just click subscribe, drop us a note, and we'll see what we can do.
1: Yeah, so thank you to everybody out there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for leaving a review. Uh, Thank you for following us on YouTube. Our audience is growing. Selling from the Heart's now on video. If you're listening on audio, You can see my face, Larry's face, Roger's face. Go check us out. Look for Selling from the Heart on YouTube. Hit subscribe. And until next time, keep being genuine. Keep being authentic. Keep adding real value. Do the deep work. And most of all, sell from the heart.
2: Thanks for listening to the Selling from the Heart podcast on the Salescast Network. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. We appreciate your encouraging reviews as it helps us spread the word. As always, we would love to connect with you. So look for us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and your favorite podcast platform. This podcast is produced by our friends at SalesCast. Learn more at www.salescast.co. We look forward to seeing you next time.